You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, y'all. Bayou Benders here to talk to you about the latest from our sponsors, DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's. I love using DraftKings. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new betters, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, and if the team wins, you get $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code THPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, new customers only, wagers paid out in site credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. I'm joined at 3.20 a.m. after the hockey game with my wonderful co-host and amazing friend, Corey. How are you, buddy? Uh, De-fucking-feated, but uh, I still have faith in this team, but it has been rough. Yeah, so um, we're recording very late tonight, obviously. Uh, Unfortunately, I have a younger sibling who's a pain in the ass with no license, so I had to pick her up. But we're here recording. Uh, we haven't we've talked for 30 seconds before starting this. Um, this is a purely raw reaction uh, to what just happened. So, I mean, man, let's just jump right into it. Uh, I think the Habs deserved better tonight. I really do. I thought we outplayed Tampa. Um, last I checked, I was kind of. I don't recommend this. I was streaming the game while I was driving to pick up my sister. And I saw that we had 41 shots to like 23 for Tampa with three minutes left in the third. Um, Totally outplayed them. Uh, I guess what I'll have to say there is I guess this is what it feels like to play against Carey Price. Vasilevsky is just outer worldly. He's, you can't – I like Tampa's otherworldly, but this guy is – this is what Price would have been like if Bob Ganey and Mark Bergevin were able to assemble a team for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many great chances on him tonight, but, um, you know, it's 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 the opposite of, of game one with only with only dropping 19 shots on goal. Um, 
you know, that one was definitely a sluggish performance. It was a, it was a performance just like the one in Vegas. A uh, couple days off led to, you know, just a, a lack of being there. I guess, you know, maybe the, the mojo is not there. But uh, tonight we owned the entire game. I mean, even, even on the dot, you know, uh, our power play was fucking – I mean, our penalty kill was amazing. Our power play was one of the most uh, baffling – Baffling fucking moments. Uh, a four on three. You got two defensemen out there. Uh, you put in you don't just, play just Cole and, you, and you sit Cole Caulfield. And at the end of the game, you like one of the last couple of uh, you know dire chances. You keep feeding Cole Kip Caulfield, and guess what? That shot's not open. You know, at least he's a fucking champion of a player, and just keep sending them. But they're all over it. Just uh, I'll be honest. Um, I never give up. Like when I watch games, I usually like a lot of people walk away. I walked away the other night when Tampa was beating five one, or I was thinking about it, but it didn't actually end up. I will watch the end of a blowout just because I feel like I've invested my. I'm one of those people if if I'm watching a shitty movie, if I get far, if I get more than twenty minutes into it, I have to watch the end. I've invested my time. I might as well see it through, right? And once Tampa scored that second goal, it was a back. Like, I knew it was done. I knew we weren't going to win that game. And it was purely because I don't want to shit on Carey Price. And I'm not shitting on Carey Price because we've gotten here because Carey Price is a god, okay? He is still, you know, I thought going into this, he was the best goalie on the planet still. I'm sad to say I think he's number two. And, you know, when you're 34 years old and you're the second best goalie on the planet, that's pretty fucking good. But unfortunately, he let in a bad goal. Let's be honest, that first goal. That Anthony Sorelli goal was a fucking muffin. Vasilevsky also. That's what I mean. And, you know, Vasilevsky won in one softie too. But let's just say it how it is. So far... Um, especially in this game, Tampa, they are otherworldly. They are they have a quarter more cap space than Montreal, which is ridiculous. But at you know, boiling it all down to no more excuses. Let's pretend that they aren't cheaters. Vasilevsky has outplayed Carey Price, and they won tonight because Vasilevsky made how many shots did Montreal have? Forty three. 43 we had saves tonight we had 20 exactly more than the lightning i mean i believe the second ended and they only had what like 13 shots you know to our uh 29 i the stat that pokes out in my head because i was not like i don't know i was kind of blanking out um was that in the first period alone, we had four or five odd man rushes, mm-hmm. and Vasilevsky saved every single one of them. That oh. poke check on Suzuki initially, that saved the game. That Toffoli, Suzuki, Caulfield sequence where each of them had a chance, and Caulfield took a phenomenal shot from basically behind the net, and Vasilevsky made a phenomenal shoulder. Like, getting beat by a goalie, it's – it's tough. He is 
undoubtedly the best goalie on the planet right now, I think. Now, I mean, I, I agree with that. Uh, he plays very well. If you listen to, I think, two or three episodes back, one second. <sighs> Jesus, sneezing. Um, my sinuses are terrible today. Um, thank you. No, I, I held that. Sounded like a child. Uh, what was I saying? So, uh, if you listen like three episodes back, they had uh, Mike McKenna on Spit and Chicklets, and he brought up that he believed that Vasilevsky was the, the best goalie in the league as far as skater. And the way he talked about it made me look at him in a different perspective. And you saw it tonight. I think Carey Price might be the best technical, like hands, like to, to block type of goalie, but Vasilevsky has just completely locked down um, the skating ability of a goalie to know that um, we had that high chance coming from around uh, from behind the net. Uh, He immediately attacked his, I guess it would be his right post and got locked all the way to the ground. And when they showed the replay, um, the analyst even said that, um, he already knew it was coming that the, the danger area in a situation like that is low, low post side. So, I mean, he literally flattened up against it. There was no, you know, little peaks of, of light for you to, to squeeze something in. And that's what we're dealing with all fucking game. Um, there's never really shots from the middle, you know, coming into the crease. It's all corner shots because that's how, that's how Tampa plays. They force you to the outside, and well, he hugs the fucking posts, and it, it's so hard to get past him. You literally have to get a rebound off of him, and I, we can't we can't I put guess, a guy in front of the, the net. I guess I agree with you entirely. I think um, to add to that, to clarify, I still think Carey Price is the most talented goalie in the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Um if you put Carey Price in the exact same situation as Andre Vasilevsky, I think Carey Price is better. But I don't want to fault Vasilevsky for playing for a phenomenal team, right? Mm-hmm. So I am still going to say he's the best goalie in the league. But, and there is a but here, Vasilevsky plays in front of or behind the best decor in the league. Victor yeah. Hedman, Ryan McDonough, um, they were Shattenkirk a year ago. Um, you go through the list, Miguel Sergachev, Eric Cernak. Um, that Eric Cernak has been unreal. And then yeah. think about David think Savard. Of, I was about to say, think about how smart of a pickup that is, right? So a key component in their crumbling to Columbus, what, two seasons ago, uh, is David Savard. And you go and pick him up, right? You now have a, a mastermind on the back end that was able that was on a team that picked you guys apart, and now he's working with you to 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 fix all those holes. Even that Ruta guys, uh, great. That's but Cernak has really elevated uh, so far that uh, that I've watched. He's been just well. The way they've played is <clears throat> I hate to say it because. I do believe in this team. This series is not over. Statistically, percentage-wise, Montreal screwed. <laughs> I'll be honest. 
Um, yeah, they, they said have, 90% of people that win uh, the first two games are going to take it. But Only five teams have mm-hmm. won after going down to uh, in the Stanley Cup final. But it's possible. When you have Carey Price, I will continue to say anything is possible when you have Carey Price in your net. Because as good as Vasilevsky is, as consistently phenomenal and as just frustrating and just pure talent that he possesses, he's not Carey Price. No one else is Carey Price. Carey Price is the best goalie of his generation. If he's at the top of his game, he is the best goalie in the National Hockey League. Mm -hmm. And no one can tell me otherwise. Because that guy, when he's dialed in, and I'm not saying he wasn't, but when he is at his peak, his pinnacle, he is still unstoppable and he is still a top five player in the National Hockey League. Player, period. But um, I just think Tampa, going back to the way they play, they play in a perfect way to stifle Montreal and it's how they got past the Islanders. I think the Islanders are a bit ahead of Montreal. I think Montreal plays a very similar style to them. And the Islanders gave Tampa fits, but Tampa loves to have that one player back. And it's always a defenseman. They keep them back. And the way Montreal plays, dumping the puck and pushing it around the boards, it just does not work. And we're in an unfortunate situation. We're missing our highest paid forward in Jonathan Drew and our second highest paid forward is sitting for some reason. And we have an interim interim head coach. So Dominic Ducharme's back for game three. I think we're going to win it personally. I think that game's ours. First game of the bell center Stanley cup. We're not getting swept. Okay. I'm not even going to knock wood. I'm confident of that, but I do think that um, some changes to the system need to be made because as long as Montreal continues to dump it, John Cooper is going to keep sitting that defenseman there and we are not going to, it's just going to break up all our rush chances because Montreal for as great as they played tonight, they had a lot of zone possession. It's just not their game. Our game is scoring off the rush mm-hmm. and we're playing right into Tampa's game right now of cycling long zone possession. It just, it's a recipe for disaster. No, you're right. They, uh, that one man back works so perfectly to them because it's your only risk is that you go on a, you go on a two on one, but their goaltender is so, you know, so highly talented that it's almost as if that risk goes away. You know, if that defenseman can just lean on one of the guys going up, Vasilevsky is going to isolate on the man with the puck. And their defense is so strong that it's not even going to get that pass to try to disrupt him. So it's truthfully the defenseman is only needed for the extra man. And they're so confident Vasilevsky outperforming whoever's got the puck that they don't have to worry about it. And it just it, it snuffs out the flame of any offensive chances that we have. Because, I mean, if you two games now we've seen – and every time they chip it around the boards, guess what ends up happening? There's two guys on whoever's trying to pick it out, and he's getting his ass beat. And then there's one defenseman that's creeped about, I'd say, about two player positions 
behind behind the play, just waiting for that puck to come either around the board where he is or um, you know, towards the crease. And they're gonna they're gonna get it. And it's oh, it's 100%. the same play. It's the same way that they've played um, six years ago when we fucking played them in the, in the you know, uh, I think in the second round. It's this is the but this this, this is, is like so the system that worse. fucks the Canadians like hundred percent. And this is so much worse though. Yeah, this because feels, this this is an amazing. This un- is the perfect team. Like Lightning. Like well, you said, they're, they're over their situation. They have more players than they're supposed to. They're $18 million over the cap. That's ridiculous. 80, 82 divided by four is 20.5. They're almost a quarter over the fucking cap. Could you imagine? Like, imagine adding Connor McDavid. Okay. And then having enough room, like to an already cap hit, like your team's at the cap, you add Connor McDavid and then add Yanni Gord. That's what they can afford with that cap space. It's ridiculous. I don't want to make excuses, but it's bullshit. And I think it pisses me off more because Nikita Kucherov, I'll I'll start by saying you're a top five player in the league, but you have a vagina. You are a, the biggest pussy I have ever seen play hockey. This guy flops around more than any other hockey player I've seen in the playoffs. I've seen play hockey. Like, it's brutal. He's, like, in two games, I've developed a bigger hatred for Nikita Kucherov than I think I've developed for anyone in the <laughs> National Hockey League in the last two years. Oh, shit. He, uh, he's always, he, he's always he, talking to the refs. Always. He reminds me of uh, you remember PK twenty seventeen I think with um, with Nashville up against Crosby. Uh, I like PK. I really love his play, um, but he dived a lot in that series. Um, it, it's worse though. Like it's so much worse. <laughs> yeah, because you're like supposed to be the best player on ice uh, in this series, and I don't know that first one, uh, like the three second delay after the you know after the chop that cost. Well, the slash that cost what uh five thousand to Shea Weber. Um, oh, like so brute. And I think you can make that comparison to PK, right? Mm-hmm. PK dove, but PK didn't com- then complain to the refs. Crosby had the reputation of being a crybaby, but he was also getting his hands chopped off every game. Right. Right. Kucherov is out there tripping over his fucking laces and then going. Hey ref, but they didn't take it to penalty. Like, well, oh, they gave them. They gave them one penalty. Well, they gave us one penalty, and I'm trying to think. I think it was on Byron, and it wasn't even so really a chop. He just so weak. Yeah, uh, on Stamkos, right? I think, I think I so. Yeah, yeah. He just uh, like Byron was just a bit behind Stamkos, or yeah, let's say it's Stamkos because I think that's right. Um, a bit bit had a run on him, right? So how does Byron stop that? He brings his stick down in front of him, and it like glances off his, it glances off his glove. Now, granted, that is technically in the books how the how it is uh, for a slash, you know, depending on what part of the body is. But like, it wasn't, it didn't interfere with the play. Like, if you look at his puck control when that happens, it's not like his, you know, 
it shifts his body weight. No, it kind of glances off of him because he didn't put any force into it. He just like one handed, like just kind of threw the stick over to try to slow him down because Paul Byron's fast. All he needs is just a bit of, you know, I mean, it's kind of a cheap move, right? You put it in front and you're, you're kind of stopping them from going any faster so you can kind of get the edge back on them. But there was no real evidence of it being a slash. I mean, grant, granted, uh, the penalty kill the penalty kill was great tonight. Um, back to what we expect. I mean, this team played pretty phenomenal. Um, but when you look at the shots on goal, right, it just shows you how outer-worldly they are offensively that they don't need a shitload of shots. They had two goals. Oh, they had two let's, goals let's, at, with 13 shots on net because they choose their perfectly. shots. Let's be perfectly honest, though. First goal, Price's fault. I know he couldn't see. Yeah, he see. couldn't find it. Carey Price, Carey Price saves that. I don't care. And the third if you, goal, if you see, if you see, was Joel? It, that's Joel Edmondson, though. Yeah. Uh, you don't fuck. You don't send a blind pass backhand behind your fucking net. You don't do that. That's I, that was I, that was a brain lapse. I truthfully think that it's yeah, it's a brain lapse, but it comes from them playing so tight on the trap that you're trying to think of any way to at least get one player behind the play for you to, to move forward, right? So I just it, it was, was it was a, a, it was was a, a terrible move. It was a terrible move. Um what I'll say is that that's a bad pass in universally in any sport with a net and a goalie. Like you, do, you just do not make that pass in soccer. You can't go behind a net, but if you back, he, like, hear me out. If you saw someone in the 18 yard box, not even shoulder check and then back heel a pass, like, like you're a fucking moron. You're just setting up the striker for a goal. That's what Edmondson did there. You don't see like in football, you don't see the fucking running back at the fucking five yard line, like, throw a back back behind the back lateral that's what he did like i just right. i get i get what you're saying but there's no excuse for that that's basic hockey you don't ever hang your goalie out to dry like that it's like a suicide pass yeah, against it it's tampa, like throwing it in front of the crease you know like yeah and tampa's gonna make you pay they're always gonna make you pay every single guy on that roster can finish. Blake Coleman could play on a lot of first lines in the NHL, and yeah, he's on their third. Um, that guy's fucking nasty. Tyler Johnson was on their fourth line. I love Tyler Johnson. <laughs> they're they're going. Oh, uh, they have to replace Alex Kalorn. Yeah, which they which you know Tyler Johnson. But th- think about that, right? So like that was supposed to be our advantage going into this game. You know, is to have there's. It- a first line player off for a bit. And then they're so powerful that Tyler Johnson slots from the fourth to the first. Uh, and they bring up Joseph to play in this game. And Johnson can fit in Joseph anywhere. Bench. They have Luke Shen on there as their seventh defenseman. They're like, it sounds like I'm giving up and I'm not. I think Montreal. No, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough loss. Like you're not, you're not giving up. Um, I understand, I understand fans that just don't understand that 
there's still a chance. Like, obviously, they always say that, you know, you, it's not really a series until you lose in your own barn. It's not fun fucking going into your barn down, too. But well, if Montreal, do, let's be clear if Montreal doesn't win game three, it's done. It's yeah. over. It's absolutely over. Because if you lose that game, you're down three nothing. But if you win that game, you're only down two one. Right. It's a it's the biggest game. Like, uh, when are they playing that? Uh, Friday. Friday. Friday it's Friday, and then it goes to Monday. Friday night is the which is disgusting. Of Habs game of my life. Of I think both our lives. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. You're and right. there's gonna be only be sadly 3,500 people because the Quebecois government has decided um, they're not going, or the health board has decided they don't want to open it up yet. Uh, agree with that or not, it is what it is. That's the situation. But Montreal has to find a way to dig their heels in and win because you don't win that game. You're not winning four in a row against Tampa. It's impossible. <laughs> I don't think that I, – I'm dead-ass serious when I say – I don't think they lost four games in a row all year. I don't think they lost three in a row all year. So, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, – this one, this one hurt. This one, we played – we played it perfect. We played it, – it was like – I don't know how else to describe it. We played it really well, but we lost that game. They didn't win it. We gave up. The first goal should not have been a goal. It got let in soft. Nick Suzuki finds the back of the net, and it it you know it brings us back. The fucking Blake Coleman like uh, legendary save that's going to be on like ESPN's fucking highlight reel as they welcome you into the ESPN new fucking merger next season. It's going to be fucking on, and it's going to be miserable every time you see it. seconds left, and somehow the magnets in their fucking uh, skate blade, I mean, their stick blade, just makes it fucking happen. Fucking magnet gate. Tell me, it's so frustrating watching that team. Uh, I've never seen a team so powerful on a power play and in the offensive zone for them. I've never seen a team that can fumble fuck and recover the puck and move it around five people again uh, like this team. It's so fucking frustrating that, you know, the Habs have been so good clearing this entire playoffs, clearing the fucking puck out of the zone. This team fucking, like, turns on magnets and, the, the dude, like, the fucking puck – always goes right back to a wide open fucking defenseman or some dude playing the the short wall and it, they just keep cycling it and it's so fucking frustrating that half the half the game is spent trying to get it out of our zone get people off and then bring on guys to to continue the fucking the onslaught you have to play perfect to beat them yeah, and, and look, look, look how we lose. Look how we lose. The stupid, poor decisions. It's, you know, it's it's frustrating though because 
every team makes no one plays a perfect hockey game no one plays perfect to anything that is the, that comes with life sports business everything there, no one ever does anything perfectly the problem is this tampa bay lightning team is about as close as you can get mm-hmm. and montreal can play this is arguably that was arguably their if they won this game people are saying that's the best game montreal's played all playoffs mm-hmm. and the problem is they had two mental gaffes, which was Price's goal, and there was a turnover by Corey Perry ahead of time, and there was Edmondson's turnover, and that's it. That's the two mistakes they made. Um, I think giving up that goal with 0.5 seconds left, there's a problem there, but I'll let that pass because, you know, I'll give you one. Tampa's going to score. But... Like, it's just, I don't know how I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I have solutions because I don't, I don't know how you beat Tampa. They are so good. They, if they don't win, someone should be fired. <laughs> like yeah. you got to fire someone. Um, and go ahead. But yeah, I, I don't know, but I don't think Montreal's done. I think this team is battle of adversary adversary sorry adversity and you know like it's not it's far from over if montreal wins game three i'm not i'm back in this series but you have to fight for your fucking life because if you let tampa come in hot in the first period if you don't win the first period you don't win that game they're so goddamn good um, what, what really is so frustrating is, like, you see the way that Vaskolevsky – Jesus, I won't say that right tonight. Uh, you see the way he fucking plays, and it's like, oh, my God, we just need to get another man in front of the net. But it's not that simple. I mean, it is. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, e- it. it's easy to fucking say, but look at the guys that they put in front of the net. Fucking Tampa has no problem sticking three guys and letting you cycle around them because they have so much fucking faith in their goaltender and they're just like chopping fucking masters down low. Nothing, nothing gets through. It's I mean Montreal so has to fucking Montreal has to fucking play through it though. Mm-hmm. No, they do. Brendan Gallagher at five foot nine cannot be your only fucking forward standing in front of the net. I'm sorry, Josh Anderson, sit your fat fucking ass in front of the net and don't goddamn move. You can't make a pass to save your life. Bursting down the wing and attempting a shot on your fucking off foot on a horrible angle, it's not getting past Vasilevsky. Backhanders aren't going to fucking work here. Do something helpful, sit your ass in front of the net. KK2, I don't care. Everyone needs to be going straight in front of the net. Because the only way you're gonna start, you gotta you gotta beat him by getting one. You got that Suzuki one, you gotta get another. You gotta get one clean. And the only way you're gonna do that is if he can't see the goddamn puck. Avery in front of uh Brodeur, you know, like we have got to disrupt this guy's vision. Um exactly. This so, uh so like like going into this, right? Um 
we, you know, we knew that depth was going to play a big part in this. And it, Tampa just has had the answer for all of our depth um, abilities. Game one, um, our best line looked so defeatable, you know, with Caulfield, uh, Suzuki, and Toffoli. It just – it was like they were just tearing through my tissue paper. And that's – that was so fucking scary watching, seeing that happen game one. Game two, we looked amazing. Uh, I think Nick Suzuki had like nine shots tonight um, on goal. Um, Him and KK both had a bunch of shots. Yeah, KK had four on net. We played – this was our game. You know, this was the one that you you had to steal one in Emily uh, Arena, whatever the fuck it's called. Man, it's, it's just a tough – this is this is definitely like – when you when you see players talk about the caliber of the NHL in in different leagues, ta- the way Tampa Bay Lightning is playing is like the the perfect uh, example. You know, this is the highest it's level. I want to I want to agree with you and say that, but every time I I get those words close to coming out of my mouth, I remember that they're eighteen million dollars over the cap. I hear you, and I'm not going to say they're cheating. They're not the Houston Astros. They found a loophole. And it, yeah, and they, and but they, it's a, it's bullshit. It's a fucked and, up loophole, and they, it'll get fucked with. But I mean, they but call in a way they it cost, is cheating. Yeah, because they they like, I think I talked about this last time. I can't remember. I'm fucking exhausted. But if I remember correctly, it is against NHL policy, as it should be, to falsify player health reports. So. Saying Kucherov couldn't play when look at him, look at what he's doing. You're telling me that guy got back a week before the playoffs. Pull and it is now have back to back 30 plus point playoffs. Um, I mean, he's in the top three now. He uh, fucking Gretzky, Lemieux, and fucking uh, Kucherov. Like. 30 plus back to back seasons, you know, and he's still got seven more games to do it. Like, that's ridiculous. That's not, that's nonsensical. It's impossible. You don't come back and play that well unless you're Mario Lemieux or Wayne Gretzky. And as great as Nikita Kucherov is, you don't, he doesn't sniff at either of them. So that's bullshit. And I don't know. I do think Montreal is going to win, though. Like, next game, um, Price is going to steal us one. I'll say that right now. Price is going to steal us game three. Uh, Cole Caulfield's going to score. Hopefully, Lekkinen's back. If not, Evans will get one too. That's my prediction. Okay. I, I did like the performance of Joel Armia in this game. Uh, As did I. Before we, before we start wrapping it up, uh, we have got to bring up uh, Svechnikov. Um, is that it? Svechnikov? No, Jesus Christ. Come on, Corey. I'm just so fucking tired. Uh, Sergachev, uh, game oh, one. Game one, which is just Tom, worse than the Tom Wilson one, obviously, because there's no fucking helmet. Um, one I got to fucking sneeze again. God bless you. Yeah, so Sergachev fucking does exactly what everyone was pointing out was the, the fear factor of what Tom Wilson did. The slow-mo replay is so fucking nasty. It makes one of the greatest fucking photos I've ever seen 
for hockey, Brendan Gallagher looked like he's about to murder somebody with just blood streaming down his forehead. Um, he gets nothing for that, fucking. Um, and you know, agree to disagree. I think you got to call something on that. I think that's complete fucking bullshit. You, if you don't suspend them, fine, but there has to be something on that. Um, and it's got to be greater than a fucking uh, a minor. You know, I'm I'm expecting a double at least. You know, that well, has got not- to be the. James already passed, right? Well, no, 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 no shit. No, no, no. I'm just like, we didn't get. Oh, I see. We haven't talked since, you know, all we did was a pregame for game one. So this is the first time we're talking to them since game one or game two. I mean, it, I has, mean, he's, to, it has to be brought up. He should get something for that hit on our Terry Lekkinen, which. Well, that's, that's what's, but that's he what's won't. bringing it up. You know, that's why I brought this up because uh, he goes unpunished. And then look at the, I mean, granted. That shit happens, but that extra little oomph, dude, he got thrown into the boards mm-hmm. as fast as Josh Anderson goes on a fucking breakaway, you know, to try to <laughs> burn past somebody. It was fucking vicious. Like, his fucking helmet blew clean off, you know. Oh, like, if, if that's the fucking – the safety, you know, award on a fucking vehicle that they, that they do, that would be a terrible fucking vehicle. Like – Helmets flying. This dude hits so hard when he gets up, you could see him like straining to get air to his fucking lungs, like crippled this hey. dude against the wall. And then the yeah. shit, and the shit after the game. Uh, what? Uh, I wouldn't even call it a late fucking hit by Dano. Dano finished through. The game's over. Uh, Sergachev has been a fucking pest that goes unanswered all game and. Then you got, like, fucking Patrick Sharp on the national fucking feed that's like, I love this kid. He's scrapping shit. Yeah, I like him too, but you know what? He goes unanswered for, for multiple things that should be at least a two-minute fucking penalty. And when you do that, when you don't give him anything, the kid's going to go out there and continue to, to do even worse shit because he feels like he's unfucking stoppable. And then at the I mean, end of what the, the game, fuck, what the fuck does an adulterer know about hockey or character, right? <laughs> well, fucking dude, Dano goes, Dano goes, Dano just lays a hit at the end of the fucking game. This has been a physical fucking game. I'm surprised we have not seen more intensity after the fucking whistle. But I mean, that's what I, that's what I want to see out of this team. Uh, it's guys that should not be fighting so hungry to blow through a, a lightning player right now. That's what I'm looking for because that that is the the last bit you get to see that hopefully drives this team into the next game. I want to see that physicality. I, I want to see people stepping up that have never really been in this position before. Uh, Dano is our fucking Selkie snub, and you know what? He's playing aggressively right now because he's frustrated, but but someone has to step up because it's been bullshit. You know they're they're losing a game that they should have fucking won. So start taking it out on the other fucking team. They're doing it to us. You know, last game was what? 115 or so, some odd uh, hits. Tonight's uh, tonight's was fucking 70, 76 hits. Like, fuck, man. It, it's time to like, I'm not saying to fucking hinder somebody, but it's it's time to be aggressive. If, if this team is going to fucking continue to play us like this and get away with little easy chances. Dude, Lekkonen gets blown into the boards like that. Two-piece. Two-piece him. You know, who gives a fuck? It's funny. You bring up uh, 
Selkie Snub, and I just want to shout out Selkie Snub T-shirt awarded to our winner, Jason John Bent. Um, fucking great fan of the show. Appreciate you, bud. Fucking like so happy we got to do that. Give out the the shirt. We fucking love it, and we are gonna be doing more more giveaways. Hopefully, as the series progresses. Hopefully it goes for a little bit longer than it's looking like it will. We'll maybe be able to do something else too. So fuck if we if we can tie this series, I'll do another fucking giveaway. Like fast. for sure, you know. Um, no, and I'd like to I, I'd like to thank him as well. I'd like to thank all sixty participants that that took place in this. You know, we're not the biggest Habs um, voice on Twitter or the biggest Habs podcast, but we are humble and we are not the worst. So it's just great to see uh, the fan interactions with us. And uh, like I told him, he was like, thanks for picking me. I said, we didn't fucking pick you, bud. You are one of the luckiest fucking people I've ever fucking met you. The person who won did not follow all the fucking rules. So we rolled it again and it landed on you. Well, no, it landed on... It landed on the Hockey Podcast Network. Right on the fucking Hockey Podcast Network. And there's Network. no yeah. way on we my were... salary am I buying 70 fucking t-shirts like it's a fucking field trip. You know, like it's yeah. a family reunion for all these fucking people. So basically, we said, fuck all the other 80, whatever, 70 hosts of the other shows. Rolled it one more time. We got Jason. So I can't afford that. There's no fucking way... Jason is the is the first non non fucking person that's not within the network to get it, and lo and behold, it's Jason. And I said, let's do another backup just in case, uh, you know, something else happens, and we get a fucking one of the biggest names in in the Habs podcast community is behind him, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, yeah, it's fucking it's Jason's. Like, there's, there's no backup. Like, uh, we could keep running this. We'll just keep getting fucking. Uh, people with pl- checks on, behind their names and shit, but uh, super super happy to give it to someone that is uh that is a diehard Habs fan and a diehard fucking who go to the wall for us, you know, uh, for Habs nightly. I'm excited to to send his package away to him soon. I just got his information, all of it today. I said, yeah, I'll do it after the game, and uh, I was just so fucked up. So we'll go out tomorrow when I edit this. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well. I'm, I don't know about you, Corey. I'm fucking exhausted. I'm fucking it's tired. I'm tired. Morning. Uh, yeah, my wife's out of town. So it's, you know, I was like, yeah, I could stay up and do this shit. Fuck no. I've been going to bed at a good time. And my old ass body's like, yo, it's time to fucking sleep. Oh, so, dude, I've been up for 22 hours. Yeah, but you're young. You know, like, I get I'm it. not that I'm like no, I don't want to hear that shit. I'm not that young. Fuck fucking 19. I didn't say I'm not that young. I just said I don't <laughs> want to fucking deal with that. I heard it. Jesus. But um, anyway, unless you have anything else to add, let's uh Magnet Gate. People look at the fucking just look at the whole of it. Fucking Blade Gate. There's something, you know. They're not banging trash cans. They they've got a magnetic field on the <laughs> <laughs> on the Emily Arena and they're turning the shit on. I had just no <laughs> fucking clue what you were saying for a second there. Yeah, man. It's fucking I've been on conspiracies, so why not? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw conspiracies out there until we fucking start 
start looking better. Well, anyway, I'm trolling the fucking internet. Here's to hoping, you know, Montreal's gonna, you know, not hoping, guaranteeing Montreal's gonna win game three. And, um, you know, thanks once again for listening to this. Might be a little bit of a shambles. Uh, apologize for that. Fucking blame my sister, I guess. It's uh, better than an episode out. where audio dropped like every two minutes. So I think That's this is true. better than that. So we'll be back. Um, that'll be Sun or Monday. Hopefully, series has continued. It won't be done. And, uh, you know, once again, thank you guys for stopping by and uh, hope to hear you guys soon. This has been Habs Nightly, folks. Talk to y'all later. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, you know what? I'm just I, so I, heated because of what, what you're telling me because I, I do not want to live in a world <laughs> in a world where a craft dinner is the fucking substitute to a good macaroni. You're putting powder. No, no, no. Mac, macaroni. It's a substitute for KD. <laughs> oh my God! Go to go to Italy. If you ask, open some fucking no, 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 no. If you ask any Canadian, would they rather have macaroni or KD? They will tell you KD is the best. It is superior. It is the fucking national treasure, and it is the greatest dish in Canada. I'm Mason Dixon, a Habs fan stuck in Leafs country, with my co-host Corey, a southern beauty trapped deep in the bayous of Louisiana. With over 2,500 kilometers of separation, we still managed to come together to give you Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. While I don't know what a kilometer is, I do know Habs hockey. Don't let the 10-year age gap or distance fool you. We bleed Blue Blanc Rouge, and we're known to serve up hot takes along with our unique charm. Join us every Monday and Thursday for Hockey Talk, Ref Rage, and your daily dose of Southern ignorance. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Katie is the superior macaroni and cheese. Get the fuck out of here. You put um, ketchup on your fucking macaroni, you nasty kid? Yes, I fucking do. This has been Habs Nightly. You guys have a great night.